news, information, and talk for the Fox Valley. The big one, AM 1280 WBIG, Aurora, Naperville. God bless you and welcome to the Solution Radio Show. Thank you for joining me today. Jesus Christ, He is the solution for all the situations you and I might find ourselves in. He is God's solution for all mankind for all time. Jesus stated in the Gospel of John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Jesus Christ is the one who makes a difference. He made a difference in people's lives 2,000 years ago when he lived and walked among people. And he makes a difference today because he was raised from the dead and he's seated at God's right hand in the heavenlies. I trust that Christ Jesus makes a difference in your life today, that you see the tremendous love that God has for you that you come to have a deeper and more full relationship with God as your Heavenly Father, that you see your purpose in life is far above the day-to-day circumstances of life. God's love for you, it knows no bounds. We have a very exciting program today. We'll hear some wonderful music. We'll read some of the Bible together regarding our completeness in Christ. And in the second half hour, our interview segment is with Christian songwriter and musician Rachel Barbera. Let's start off with the song by Brandon Heath, Give Me Your Eyes. Look down from a broken sky, traced out by the city lights. My world from a mile high Best seat in the house tonight Touchdown in the cold black top Hold on for the sudden stop Breathing the familiar shock Of confusion and chaos All those people Going somewhere Why have I never cared? Give me your eyes for just one second Give me your eyes so I can see Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms for the broken hearted The ones that are far beyond my reach Give me your heart for the ones forgotten Give me your eyes so I can see Yeah 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 Step out on a busy street See a girl in our eyes meet Does her best to smile at me To hide what's underneath There's a man just to her right Black suit and a bright red tie Too ashamed to tell his wife He's out of work, he's buying time All those people going somewhere Why have I never Give me your eyes for just one second Give me your eyes so I can see Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms for the broken hearted The ones that are far beyond my reach Give me your heart for the ones forgotten Give me your eyes so I can see Yeah, 
Almost as if there's a vacuum that needs to be filled. Have you ever thought that maybe your life didn't have much to offer? Many people, at one time or another, have thought of themselves in this way. Today, we're going to look at our completeness in Christ. Many people try to fill that type of emptiness with some type of addiction. Well, it could be an addiction to drugs or alcohol. It could be an addiction to working 60 or more hours a week or immersing yourself in the lives of imaginary TV characters night after night. All of those distractions are just that. They're a distraction. They're a poor substitute of what the heart of a man or a woman truly long for. The heart longs for a relationship with God. The heart yearns to be accepted and loved. The heart of a man or a woman desires to know that they are whole and that their life really does matter. It's only through the work of Jesus Christ where we find our wholeness. I'd like to start in Colossians chapter 2, if you've got your Bible handy. Uh, we'll read verses 9 and 10 to start. For in him, in Christ, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. That word complete here, to be complete, is nothing wanting filled to full measure. Well, if we're complete in Christ, then we truly are complete. It's the Spirit of God within an individual that fills the emptiness in the heart and life of a man or a woman. When we see ourselves as inadequate or unworthy, we will lack the confidence and the boldness to live the life God intended for us to live. In order for us to manifest our completeness in Christ and to be more than conquerors, we need to know the Word, confess the Word, and act as the Word of God directs us. When we fail to confess and act as God's Word directs, then we will have a tendency to fail to manifest the more than abundant life that Jesus Christ made available. When we believe less than what God's Word says, then we show forth less in our lives than that which rightfully belongs to us as sons of God. This word complete here in verse 10, well, it's a very unique word in the original text. Literally, what it says is that we are completely, completely, absolutely complete in him. Such completeness, well, gosh, it's sort of hard to comprehend, but it says we're complete. 
Surely we can know for a certainty that we're not lacking anything. If God's word declares that we're complete in Christ, then we're complete in Christ. Let's look at a couple other verses that indicate or talk about our completeness. Romans chapter 3, verse 24. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. The justification that we have received from God, that is the legal acquittal from the guilt of sin. It's the absolute declaration that you are declared righteous in God's sight. Jesus Christ, he redeemed us from our sins. He's the one that paid the price. We've received it freely by God's grace. What work could you or I possibly do to earn justification? Absolutely none. Jesus Christ, he completed the perfect work. By God's grace, we have been freely justified. Justification, simply put, is just as if you've never sinned. Well, how could we say that? Because we know we don't necessarily live a perfect life, and we don't. Well, Jesus Christ paid the penalty for any sin you might ever commit. God sees his children in Christ as he sees his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think I need to explain here, too, a little further. You'll sometimes hear in the world, or maybe you'll read, or or you'll hear someone say that everybody is a child of God. Well, that's just not true. God is only the father of those who he has fathered. When someone gets born again, they receive the Spirit of God. Those that have received the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. And to receive the Spirit of God is very simple. It's to believe that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead and to confess him as Lord in your life. What an awesome time to be alive and to live with God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, as your heavenly Father. Let's look at Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 10. For when we were yet without strength and to time, Christ died for or in place of the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, Yet perhaps, for a good man, some would even dare to die. Verse 8, But God commendeth, or God gave proof of his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died in place of us. Much more then, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more being reconciled, We shall be saved by his life. What tremendous verses. God gave proof of his love for us, for you and I, when we were without strength, when we were ungodly, when we were sinners, and when we were enemies. The giving of the life of Jesus Christ is the proof of God's love for you. The death of Jesus Christ reconciled us to God. Jesus Christ, he's a complete Savior. He paid the price required for the redemption of mankind. He was the perfect substitute and sacrifice for your sins and mine. Now by his death, his resurrection, his ascension, and the giving of the gift of Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, we can receive eternal life. We have received the Spirit of God. That Spirit of God, that is our completeness in Christ. Let's uh, look at Colossians chapter 1. A couple of verses here. Verse 12 and 13. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us adequate to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, 
who hath delivered us from the powers of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. We are partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Have you ever received an earthly inheritance? I have. <laughs> um, if you have, I'm sure it was rather exciting, especially if it was a, a substantial amount of money or some other substantial material item. It may have thrilled your heart. It may have been very valuable in the material realm. Well, even greater, we have received an inheritance from God. God has made us adequate to be partakers of that inheritance. And in addition, we've also been delivered, rescued from the exercised power of darkness. God has given us citizenship in his kingdom. Is there ever any reason to feel as if you don't belong? Why would you ever think that you were inadequate or not good enough? You are adequate. You are good enough because God has given you his spirit. It's not of yourself, but it's what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 states, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Part of our completeness in Christ is that there's no condemnation from God. When God looks at you, he sees a righteous, sanctified, redeemed son because you are complete in Christ. We show forth this completeness in our day-by-day -day living when we think the word, believe the word, act on the word, and walk in love. There never, ever, ever is any condemnation from God toward his children. Surely you should not condemn yourself. We are to see ourselves and one another just as our Heavenly Father sees us. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 2. It says, Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. We have received grace from God. Grace is undeserved divine favor from God to man. We have received that from our Father. And not only grace, but we have peace. Peace is the absence of all strife, all fighting. We're at peace with God. God is at peace with you. God is not fighting with you. He's not waiting for you to make a mistake so he can beat you over the head. God has given us peace. Peace is ours. Peace is yours in this most unpeaceful world. Let's continue in verse 3 of Ephesians chapter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. We've received all spiritual blessings. Those blessings are in the heavenlies in Christ. If we have all spiritual blessings, could we possibly be lacking? No, I don't think so. God has done a complete and a perfect work and he has blessed you with all spiritual blessings. The all spiritual blessings are part of what make up our completeness in Christ. Continuing in Ephesians, let's hop over to chapter 2, uh, verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. God is abounding in his mercy toward you because of the profound and rich love he has for you. Mercy is the withholding of earned judgment. The reason it's withheld 
is because we as sons of God have already been judged in Christ and we are now found to be righteous and complete in Christ. This mercy, it's the love of God extended to us when we least deserved it. Let's continue in verses 5 through 9 of the same chapter of Ephesians. Even when we were dead in sins, God hath quickened us or made us alive together with Christ. By grace you are saved and has raised us up together and he's made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ that in the ages to come he might show or put on exhibit the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith or believing and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God not of works lest any man should boast. We are saved by God's grace. It's not of our own works. How many people have you met who thought that they might be saved because they went to the right church or faithfully attended Sunday school or never drank an ounce of liquor or never smoked a cigarette? Well, none of those things lead anyone or save anyone for eternal life. We are saved by God's grace and the perfect, complete work of his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. If my salvation was of my works, what if I did more good works than you? Well, then I could say I had a greater salvation. If you did more good works than I did, well, then you'd say your salvation was greater than mine. Well, God's Word says it's by God's grace that we are saved, and that salvation is not of works, lest any man should boast. We all came from the same boat. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 and 12, they state that we were all dead in trespasses and sins and that we were without God and had no hope. Dead men cannot do good works. Men and women without God, without salvation through Jesus Christ, have no hope. There is no spiritual life for a man or a woman until they accept God's grace and God's solution to the sin problem, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. None of us can save ourselves by our own works. We are saved by God's grace and the complete and perfect work of His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. When it comes to salvation, men's works are not the issue. Men and women are dead because of the sin nature, the sin nature has been passed down from generation to generation because of the disobedience of Adam. The sin nature is in the blood of all mankind. Well, Jesus Christ, he had a perfect, sinless blood. He shed his spotless blood for all mankind. His shed blood, that was the sacrifice that God required for the redemption of mankind. It states in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22, Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. So, when we look at God's word, you see that no matter how good a man or woman might be, if they don't have Christ, they don't have life. They are dead in trespasses and sins, without God and without hope. Every single human being on the face of the earth needs the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no other name among men whereby we may be saved. The state of the very nature of man requires man to receive God's solution to the problem. The solution, 
the Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, For he, God, has made him, Jesus, to be sin for us. And that word for is in place of us, better translated. Who knew no sin. And that word knew is to know by experience. Jesus Christ never experienced sin. He wasn't born with the sin nature, and he never committed a sin. What's the purpose? Continuing in verse 21, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. God made Jesus Christ to be sin in place of you and I. Jesus Christ did not know sin by experience. He was a perfect man. He always did his Father's will. Jesus Christ became sin for us so that we could be made the righteousness of God. Well, how righteous is God? He's as righteous as righteous can be. (laughs) Totally righteous. Well, you have his spirit. That's how righteous you are. Do you want to argue with God and say, well, that just can't be? Or do we want to accept what God has freely given us by his grace and mercy? God says, you are righteous. Is it because of your good works? No, (laughs) it's by the complete and the perfect work of Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 10 through 14 state, We are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standing daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, Jesus Christ, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. What was that one sacrifice he offered? His life. Continuing in verse 13, From henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he, Jesus Christ, has perfected or completed forever them, that's you and me, that are sanctified or set apart. Jesus Christ, he offered to God the one perfect, complete sacrifice for the sin nature and for the sins of mankind. That one offering of his life has perfected or completed forever them that are sanctified. Do you think that you or I could improve upon that perfection by our good works? To even consider that question is foolish. We are complete in Christ. The right thing to do is to accept and believe what God says he has done for us through Jesus Christ. The next logical step is to manifest, to show forth in the senses world this completeness that we have in Christ in our day-by-day life. How are we going to live that completeness? We demonstrate it by walking in love and by operating the gift of Holy Spirit which we have received from God. That gift of Holy Spirit, it has nine manifestations which are listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Many times well-intentioned people refer to these manifestations as gifts of the Holy Spirit. There's only one gift of Holy Spirit. The gift is the new birth. There are nine evidence or manifestations of that Spirit. And you could read through those on your own. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 7 through 11 list what those are. When we operate those manifestations, we begin to show forth the completeness that we have in Christ. These manifestations or evidences of Holy Spirit, they're available for every born-again believer to operate. I'd like to close in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 4 for this segment. 
if we then be risen with Christ, and that word if could be better translated since, since we then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affection, your thoughts, on things above, not on things on the earth. For you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Verse 4, When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. When we appear with him in glory, then we shall be able to fully appreciate that we are completely, completely, absolutely complete in him. How exciting it is to know that we are God's children. The creator of the heavens and the earth, he's our father. We are complete in Christ. You lack nothing. Today, let's accept from our Father what has already been accomplished. You are complete in Christ. When I lose my way And I forget my name Remind me who I am In the mirror all I see who I don't want to be Remind me who I am In the loneliest places When I can't remember what grace is Tell me
Today our guest is a Christian songwriter and singer. Whenever I listen to her music, I clearly hear her love for God and her passion for the things of God. She has a wonderful heart for God and God's people. I'd like to welcome Rachel Barbera. Welcome, Rachel. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's so awesome to have you here today in the studio. And I know that you were raised in God's Word in a loving Christian home. Yet, each of us still has to make the decision to follow Christ. Can you just give us a little background about your testimony of when you came to know the Lord Jesus Christ? Sure. Um, well, I was raised um, with an awareness of God and with an awareness of Jesus Christ. But as a child, it's kind of hard to understand what that means and a concept of this universal God who created everything just isn't really in your scope of thinking at that time but um my my parents always just encouraged me to trust God like whatever I needed just to look to him and I always knew that God loved me and I always knew that there was power in the name of Jesus Christ so as I kind of grew up and was faced with normal life challenges I just always knew that I could trust in God and so I kind of just had a relationship with him that was really candid from a pretty young age and as I've grown and experienced things and been through some really intense challenges at times that relationship has just been more and more solidified and I still have so many questions about life actually I probably have more questions than I've ever had about life and about God and about the way that this all works and 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 Jesus Christ and all of those things, history, like religions, everything. But at the end of the day, even though I have all these questions, um, I know I, I know who God is and I know what He feels like, and it's really beautiful. And I and I'm excited to just keep learning and growing always. That's awesome, and you can really see that in your music too. You're, <laughs> we, we've actually we've played. Oh, several of your songs over the, probably the last two months on our show, so, and we're going to get to hear more today. When did you first start to sing and write music? Um, well, I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area in a little town called Benicia, um, at least until I was a teenager, and then my family moved to San Diego. But my parents were always just really encouraging of my ambitions. Um, I had a lot of weird ones, and they always just were very encouraging of me to try things and uh, I ended up getting involved with this multicultural multilingual professional children's choir when I was probably maybe seven or eight years old and we performed all over the country and world we sang in over 20 different languages and it was just a really uh really great place to grow in learning about stage presence and music and vocal and languages uh, and percussion and it was just a really lively group so that's how I started actually performing music and then I always was just like making up weird songs when I was a kid and I'm sure my mother has like embarrassing recordings of weird songs I wrote but I think that somewhere along the way music just became an outlet for me to kind of just express my heart to God it was kind of always about praise so yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's great what a great exposure too to different cultures and different types of music through that yes, program it sounds like definitely 
Are there any Christian and or secular artists that have maybe had a large impact on and or influence on your songwriting and singing? Yes. As far as like Christian artists, I've been so thankful to be surrounded by some really amazingly talented musicians when I started kind of playing music for God and and performing more in that context. Guys like Scott Powell and Salarico mm-hmm. and Gina Meldrum and Hal Hitchcock, like all kind of took me under their wing and really encouraged me. Um, so I always had wonderful support as I started to do more music for God and really talented guys who were just really encouraging to me. So very thankful for all of them. And uh, they really helped me learn more about the heart of praise and how to, how to bring people into that place with you. And as far as secular artists, I was Raised on Joni Mitchell, James Taylor, and Bob Dylan, Janis Joplin. But as far as lyrically, I think um, Joni Mitchell was always just a huge inspiration for me. And uh, I still really love her a lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's great. Well, a lot of great influences there (laughs) in both Christian and secular, that's for sure. Yeah. Out of all the songs that you've written and that you sing, what is maybe your favorite and why? On the album Beautiful, there's a song called I Will Praise You, and it's a cappella, and there's some group harmonies on there. I always enjoy singing that song because it really is just about worship and about pouring our heart out before God and everything that we do, whatever we're doing that day, whatever's in front of us, to just always be conscious of His presence and His love and to uh, have thankful hearts towards Him whether we are in really joyful situations or really dire situations and that are really challenging. And I think no matter what is going on, to praise him, to bless God is such a beautiful thing to do. And it's so powerful. And so, yeah, I, I always love to sing that one. Well, how about if we play that one? I will praise you. Sure. When I wake, I will praise you, Lord. When I wake, I will praise you, Lord. For this is the day that you have made. When I wake, I will praise you, Lord. When I walk, I will praise you, Lord. When I walk, I will praise you, Lord. For you are the light that guides my feet. When I walk, I will praise you, Lord. When I speak, I will praise you, Lord. When I speak, I will praise you, Lord. For you have filled me with 
down to sleep, I will praise you, Lord. When I lay down to sleep, I will praise you, Lord. For I am safe beneath your wings. When I lay down to sleep, I will praise you, Lord, as long as I live, I will praise you, Lord, as long as I live, I will praise you, Lord, for you have given me eternal life. As long as I live, I will praise you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 share with us, Rachel, a time when you were ministering through your music where you saw the mighty hand of God's deliverance in someone's life? Sure. I I don't know if there's... There have definitely been many times where after I've performed, which I don't even like to call it performing. It's really just worship. It's just let's all be together and praise God. But um, I've definitely had multiple times where after I played, someone would come up to me and tell me that there was maybe a pain in their shoulder that left when when I was singing or different, maybe something that God just whispered in their heart that was really healing. And I'm always just really conscious when I when I play that the words that are coming out of me and the sound waves that are leaving me, that they're the intention of them is love. It's healing. It's life. Like God's word is living and it's powerful. And so everything that I am projecting, I'm really conscious of, okay, there is power in the name of Jesus Christ and power in the motivation of love. And so, all right, Father, whatever you want to do with this music, with these words, whatever your intention is, because he knows every single heart that we're standing in front of, uh, whether we're speaking or walking down the street or playing music in front of a room of people, he knows every detail of every heart that's present. And so I know that there has been a lot of healing in people's hearts when they are able to get in that place of praise and in that intimate worship with God. And for me, music has always been about going to that secret place with God and sitting at the feet of Jesus Christ and when we have the humility to really open our hearts, he is able to melt us in these really beautiful ways. So I would say that I hope that that's been a result in um, a lot of my music and mm-hmm. playing. That's always my heart. Well, we have the privilege right now of mm-hmm. having you in the studio because 
you're currently traveling across the country. I think you've been on the road now for a couple weeks. I and have. Yeah, Adventures with God, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about the trip? And sure, certainly. I am kind of road tripping this summer and exploring in the U.S. and visiting friends. I've just got, like, my backpack and my guitar and my little Jetta, and I'm on a little adventure with God and just I'm really excited to have some downtime, uh, some time to just discover and meet people and stop in random towns and just see what God has. And uh, I'm also excited to do some hiking and just be with God, really. It's an amazing time. So I'm really excited for what adventures will unfold in the next few months. That's awesome. And I'll bet, too, this little trip's going to inspire some great music, <laughs> some great lyrics, some great songwriting out of you. You know, in light so. of that, are you currently working on another CD? I am always writing something. Uh, I would maybe like to do another CD. We'll see what unfolds. But I definitely have some new songs that I've been working on. Oh, maybe you could play <laughs> one or two for us here today. Sure, yes. Okay, why don't we do that? All right. Well, this song that I'll play right now is called Breathless. And really, it was inspired by standing in awe of God, uh, whether that's in the f our first waking moments in the morning, just the realization of life, of breath, of light, and of his presence. It's about his kindness and his goodness and just kind of standing in awe of that, just being so thankful about that relationship with him and that direct access we have to the creator who's so good and so beautiful thankfulness for who Jesus Christ is and, and what that means for our lives directly. So this song is called Breathless. Oh, your tender love, your goodness and your grace they leave me breathless that I now know you father and know your ways that nothing stands between us you knew me before I was made since before my bones were framed before there was light before there was day before my parents were and you've waited for me for centuries and centuries to know my heart, to hear my praise, to lavish me with your grace. All my hope is in you, in the God of Jesus Christ. Now I live my Oh, your tender love, your goodness and your grace, they leave me breathless, that I now know you, Father, and know your ways, that nothing stands between us. All my hope is in you, in the God of Jesus Christ. 
That was awesome. What a beautiful, beautiful song. (laughs) Well, I look forward to that uh, CD coming out. I can play that one over and over again. (laughs) Well, in closing today, is there anything on your heart that God's working in your heart and life to encourage our listeners in God and the, the things of God? Yes. So, obviously... The world, there's a lot going on in this world, and there's a lot of questions and a lot of social and cultural issues um, and things that we're dealing with and trying to make sense of. Uh, there's a lot of questions about life, about relationships. Uh, they're really endless. I guess I would really encourage everyone um, to not wait until you have it all figured out. Uh, we, we have access to God right now and right to His heart. And I find that as many questions as are running through my head on a regular basis, I want to find those with him, like in relationship with him. Like, okay, God, I don't understand this. What do you have for me today? What are you going to show me? How are you going to help me grow? How are you going to help me understand who you are more and um, help me be more free and help me be more alive? And that's really his heart towards us. So I guess I would encourage anyone who is – kind of waiting to figure it out or have more make more sense of it go to God and and pour your heart out before him and ask him to show you and go there with him and learn it with him because he he is so intimately involved in our lives and he cares so much for us as individuals and he has answers for you and he has freedom for you and he wants to pour his heart out to you as well so that would be my encouragement Mm, very encouraging thank you if our listeners wanted to get a hold of you and or order your CD, what would be the best way? Sure. Um, my CD is on iTunes, Rachel Barbera, and it's also available through CD Baby. Mm-hmm. It's a website that um, they have a stock of my CDs, and they will send you one if you order through them. I can put a link up, um, too. Sure. Yeah, CD Baby would be the best way to get a hard copy. And if you would like to follow my adventures this summer, you can check me out on Instagram and that would be through the wayward season just all lowercase and together the wayward season I'll put a link on that too. sure yeah so and the the idea behind that is uh, wayward is 
unpredictable, not maybe not going where you originally intended. Uh, it's it's about adventure. It's about things unfolding in front of you. So for me, this is kind of the wayward season. <laughs> That's so wonderful, Rachel. Thanks for sharing your heart today. I yes. really, really appreciate it. And your your music is awesome. It has blessed me the last few years since I've had your CD. And I know it's blessed many people all throughout <laughs> the country and the world. So keep singing. Oh, keep writing. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's wonderful to be here. You're welcome. God bless you. <laughs> you too. You gave your son for me, a perfect sacrifice. He broke down the door to my imprisoned heart and flooded my world with light. He took me by the hand and led me to your throne of grace. There you were with open arms and the safest embrace. And I could hear your voice clear in my heart, declaring your I am 
so in love with you. I'd like to close with a couple verses here in uh, Colossians chapter 1, I think is where we'll start. And we'll also look at a couple verses here in chapter 2. But chapter 1, verse 12, we did read this verse earlier, but I'd like to read it again. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us adequate to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us from the power of darkness, the exercised power of darkness, and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. We have so much to be thankful to our Heavenly Father for, and there it tells us right there in verse 12. One of the things to be thankful for is that he has made us adequate to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. We have the inheritance that Jesus Christ has because we are part of the body of Christ. If we hop over to verse 18, still here in Colossians chapter 1, and he, Jesus, is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him, in Jesus Christ, should all fullness dwell. Jesus Christ, he is the head of the body. And we know in Ephesians chapter 1, it says that Jesus Christ is above all principality and power and every dominion and every name that could ever be named. Well, he's the head of the body, the body of Christ. You and I, as part of the church, being God's children, we are a part of that body. So you know what? Even if I was the little toe, or even the bottom of the little toe, I'm still part of the body of Christ. And I'm still above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that's named because we are a part of the body of Christ. And it pleased the Father in verse 19 that in Jesus Christ should all fullness dwell. And that fullness, the emphasis of that word, is that every necessary component is there. The emphasis is on the completeness of the Father dwelling within Christ. What an awesome, awesome family we have been called to. And really, in, in this day and time, really in any day and time, but surely today because this is our day, this is the day and time that you and I are alive, uh, we as God's children, we need to speak God's word. We need to love with God's love. We need to make known the gospel of Jesus Christ because it says in Philippians how it's a wicked and perverse world. It also says that in Timothy and the evil is evil. And in Jeremiah, I think it is, maybe it's Isaiah, but I think it is Jeremiah where it says they will call good evil and they will call evil good. And we surely see that in our society today. Light dispels darkness. You and I, we are the lights of this world. We have the authority to use the name of Jesus Christ. We are complete in Christ, as we read in Colossians chapter 2. And let's even go back there and read that again. Uh, verse 9, For in Christ, in him, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. All the fullness of God dwelt within Christ. And you, you and I, we are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Today is your day. Today is my day. It's our opportunity to make a difference, to make an impact by loving with the love of God, by speaking the words of God, by speaking the words of life, by operating in the completeness within which we have been clothed. What a privilege.
I'd like to thank you for joining us today on The Solution. All of The Solution Radio shows are archived at thesolutionradioshow.com, where you may re-listen at your convenience. There are also links to the websites of our guests, our musicians, and our sponsors. Also on the website, there's a page for upcoming events. Currently listed, there's a link there for the, the Young Believers Weekend. Young Believers meaning 20s and 30s only. That's in God's Word in Naperville, uh, Illinois, July 24th through the 26th. A reminder that the Praise Line is open 24 hours a day, where you may call in and give a testimony of God's working in your heart and life. The number is 844 844- 705-3410. We will play some of those testimonies in upcoming shows. If you have any comments or questions, please email info at thesolutionradioshow.com. Please keep in your prayers the expansion of the Solution Radio Show. We're looking to expand into other areas. And due to the wonders of modern technology, we know that we have listeners all throughout the United States and many countries around the world. I think it's up to 34 countries now. And this week added to the list uh, Vietnam was added uh, so was uh, I think Ethiopia and Mexico and South Africa as well was added this week I have two pamphlets available You Are Righteous Now and The Solution if you send me your mailing address I'll send you one of those free of charge our mailing address is P.O. Box 9002 Naperville, Illinois 60567 The Solution Radio Show is listener-supported, both by your prayers and financial giving. Thank you for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Thank you to our sponsors, the Carter Group, with offices in Chicago, Dallas, and Minneapolis, Mortgage Springs in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and Morningstar Computer Training and Consulting here in the Chicago area. Thank you to our engineer and our production support, Mike Zulkowski. Have an awesome rest of your day. God bless you. You are God's very best.